Welcome to another crossover episode on the Overthink Podcast Network. This week, we're bringing you an episode of West Coast Bias, a show hosted by me, Ben Helms, as well as a couple buddies of mine, Chad Franks, Brent Peterson, and Sean Thompson. Every week, we get together and chat West Coast sports, everything from basketball, baseball to football. Occasionally, Chad throws in some hockey, but we try to silence that as much as possible. So uh, go ahead and give it a listen. It's kind of a sample episode for you. Uh, If you like it, you can check us out at westcoastbiaspod.com. Uh, we're a part of the Overthink Podcast Network, and hopefully enjoy the show. Welcome to West Coast Bias. We've taken some time off. We've retooled our lineups. We've changed out our, our bullpen a little bit. We've signed a few guys. We've actually added a few girls to our families recently. So uh, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Oh, um, but we're back, uh, and this is the uh, this is a special episode. This is the Slim Reaper episode of West Coast Bias. Today mm. we're celebrating just for the next two three hours. We're going to be celebrating all things KD, K Smooth, the Durantula. Just kidding. We don't want we don't want Chad to leave this early in the show, so we'll bring him up later. You said two or three hours, so I just assumed that meant that you were just going to let Chad talk. So, yes, yeah, exactly. Sorry, Chad. Oh, okay, you have to watch it. us talk okay. about KD for a while. Uh, but it is a very special day here at West Coast Bias. It is a holiday. Uh, we're actually mm. recording this on February fourteenth, uh, and there's love in the air, fellas, because it is officially pitchers and catchers reporting day. Oh, nice. so great! It's pretty beautiful. So it's just it's so amazing. Great. It's oh. It's winter somewhere, but not in our hearts, because pitchers and catchers Hallelujah. are playing baseball somewhere very south of us. So, yeah. Uh, but we're actually all present here for the first time in 2018, I believe, too. Woohoo! Pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah. Like Christmas miracle. Wow. Yeah. So what go us. Uh, and go Sean. By the way, congratulations. Welcome back to the show. Congratulations on your beautiful baby girl. Hey, man. Thanks. It's good to be back. And uh, I will throw that congratulations right back at you, because I can say the same thing. Congratulations on your baby girl. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, Chad, have you had any uh, kids in the past month? Um, yeah, I don't know if here's the place you should really talk about it, though. Um, but yeah, sure, I guess yeah, now's, a good, now's a good time as any. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, just, they're popping up all over the place. So. Cool, cool, cool. And Brent, welcome to the show as well, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, man. I haven't had any kids that I know of either. My son, Brenton. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, so it's been it's been a whole week and a half since the Super Bowl, and we're just gonna skate right past that perfect because uh, we're just not gonna talk about it actually you know real quick are there any more hateable fan bases than philadelphia outside of their own cities than philadelphia and new england you just i think that you would say the seahawks wouldn't you i think maybe uh, they used to be they but would, that was only they, they for like in, a three-year period maybe the top five but i still don't seattle still doesn't have to grease like light lampposts to keep people from. Yeah, exactly. It's a good point. It's a good. I'm point. not worried Seattle's going to burn down if they win a championship. True. Yeah. True. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, today we're going to do some basic check-ins around the leagues, around basketball and baseball. Uh, just kind of check in with see, seeing how our West Coast teams are doing, uh, and then we're going to have some big board bets. And of course, just like Pablo Sandoval in the last game of the season in October, whenever it was, I don't know. It's probably August. Is that when the Giants stopped playing last year? Probably they should have. Anyway, we're going to walk off. Uh, but first, fellas. What is in the glass? Chad, I assume you're drinking some sort of concoction that involves Mountain Dew and tonic water and gin. What do you got going on? I'm actually I'm actually really, really glad that you asked me first because I am just like 
super beat this week, crazy with work and everything. And I feel like if I drank tonight, I would go full tilt. And we all yeah. know that 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 just can't happen. No, again. <laughs> no. So, so, so I'm just drinking. I'm just drinking water tonight out of an Angel's cup, though. So because uh, pitchers and catchers are uh, have reported. So uh, I'm excited. So beautiful. But no, just just water for me tonight. So what about you, guys? What about you? What about you, Ben? I think uh, you're probably going a little heavier than I am tonight. I'm going a little. Yeah, I'm on my second glass of Monkey Shoulder, a blended Scotch. Uh, I've got into Scotch mm. the past like month. And nice. of course, because it's oh, me, I just like dive in fully. So I'm I'm learning all about the different regions in Scotland, and yeah, this is a blend of some some Highland scotches, three different Highland single malts. So it's tasty. It is tasty. Sean, what do you got? Um, I'm actually drinking one of my Valentine's Day gifts from my wife. She surprised me with a balloon, a uh, box of Ferrero Rochers, my favorite candy. And a full 22-ounce bomber of Elysian Space Dust. <laughs> yes. Dude, nice. Fantastic IPA. <laughs> nice. Yeah. This is so super, good. She's like, is that one good? And I was like, it's great. You did, <laughs> you did well. You did good. Good job, Laura. <laughs> awesome. Way to go. Way to nice. go. Nice, Brent. Brent, what are you working on? Let's stay in Seattle. Uh, I went with uh, Black Raven's own uh, Featherweather Coffee Stout. Oh, uh, I don't even know. What is it? Black Weather? Black Raven? Featherweather. Black, Black Raven. Featherweather? Yeah, Featherweather Coffee Stout. I've never heard of this. Uh, All right. little, little Brewery's literally a minute from my office. What? Perfect. So basically what you're saying, Sean, is that you probably get on tap all the time. Yeah, we go there on Fridays um, in the summer. It's really nice. Are you guys hiring? I hate, I hate Sean. Uh, we are, actually. <laughs> cool. I'm trying to cool. recruit Ben, but he just turned they me down. Are. <laughs> they are, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should ask. All right. All right, so today, fellas, we're going to start with NBA, and we're going to basically just talk Warriors, Clippers, Lakers, uh, and sorry, Margie, we're probably not going to talk much Kings. Does anyone want to uh, volunteer as tribute to take the Kings this week? Well, uh, we're, we're taking, we're talking about basketball, so probably should avoid talking about the Kings. Oh, gosh. So. Wow, just jumping right I'll in. Some, I'll mention something about them uh, right at the end. Uh, okay, cool. Just okay. give them something. I'll start at the top then, okay? We'll go, and no, I don't mean the Rockets, okay? I know they have the tiebreaker, but they have the same record as the Warriors, which is where we're starting. I'm gonna, I'm just going to keep talking. Intro, and then keep going, Ben. Uh, so they're currently 44-13. and 13. <laughs> Not a lot of things to worry about. Uh, they did lose 3-4 of four last week, but they still, again, have the best record in the NBA. Uh, they are down by like 20 points to the Blazers right now, so that's a little worrying, I guess, a little troublesome. And so there's a definite malaise going on with the team right now, and I'm hoping that the All-Star game... We'll kind of reset things. That's kind of what everyone's saying on the broadcast. Like, oh, they just need a break. Unfortunately, half of the rotation players are going to LA for the All-Star game. So I'm not sure how much rest they're going to get. But yeah, I don't know. There's what, two months left. So if they can get over their injuries, uh, McCaw just went down with a broken hand. Uh, Jordan Bell's going to be back next week. KD, Steph, and Draymond have all been injured multiple times this season. So what I think they're doing is they're doing the old Spurs trick the past of the past like 15 years, right? Where they just kind of like... And it's the, it's what LeBron has done with almost every team where they kind of skate along through the regular season, get enough to get a top one or two seed, and then just turn it on. And sometimes mm-hmm. not even in the first round, but turn it on enough to get to the finals and win it all, especially because they are by far the most talented team uh, with a coach who lets their his players coach themselves, which is pretty great. Right. Did you guys hear, <laughs> hear about that last night or two nights ago? Totally. Yeah. Can you, can you break it down for me, though? Because I only like I've only seen it pass around and I haven't actually looked at the whole thing. So what is the what, what actually happened? So he coming out of the first timeout, the first commercial break, Kerr, all he did was every single break wrote down the next lineup. So he picked the rotation and uh, he wrote it on the clipboard and then passed the clipboard to another veteran on the team. 
So Iguodala, <laughs> Steph, Draymond, those were the main three. <laughs> and it was Iggy for most of the second half that um, that led all the timeouts. That led I always, the coaches always the timeouts. The call best, plays out of the, the best timeouts. leaders enable others to lead. You know, that's really Boom. what it is. Boom. <laughs> this is I, I, th- I think that, I think this is a case of like if you like Steve Kerr. You like this? I mean, a lot of people who doesn't like Steve Kerr, but like if this, this was a coach we like already had decided to hate, like if some if Bill Belichick did something like this, I'd just be somehow it would be that's cheating. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. Actually, like, I honestly, thought about it like that. honestly, I don't like that move. I'm like, just, just like, freaking coach. You're the coach, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'd be. That's what I'd say. They, that, that's my third glass of monkey's shoulder that would say that. <laughs> I mean, they're paying him a lot of money. They're paying him a lot of money to coach. He might, you know, want to do that. So, or it just point. proves like how unbelievably dominant that team is. They don't, they don't really need a coach, so they just so, like, they coach themselves. The funniest thing, and it seemed pretty honest when it came out, because he, Kirk could have said that. But what he said when they asked him in the in the post game was uh, that the team hasn't been listening to him for a few weeks. Okay, which is pretty honest. I mean, mm-hmm. to, to be able to say that and it's only his fourth year there, and there's definitely just kind of a uh, I guess a malaise. I don't know how else to, to say it, but they're they're not trying very hard, so they're not listening to him. And mm-hmm. then they talked to Curry after that. So Curry was first, and then Steph came up and they asked him. They told him what Curry had said, and he's just like, "Wow, he said that. <laughs> like yeah. he said that not to us in the locker room. Like he said that publicly, which was the first time I've ever seen like any fissure in that like tight locker room since in the Curry era. Is it a fissure though? I mean, it, yeah, I don't it, think. I mean, it's definitely very deliberate. But it was just interesting to see Curry kind of thrown back by something like that. I think I think it was potentially a, another Steve Kerr ploy. I think yeah. that he's kind of known for stuff like this, like the the yeah. doing the the handing the the whiteboard off to Andre Iguodala is not something that I am surprised awesome. by whatsoever by yeah. Steve Kerr. So I think that he's just doing the old send a message to the team through the media thing. I think that that's potentially what yeah. he was doing. And it's not like it was some random reporter found out. Like he said it in the post game. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like a leak. Yeah. Or something like that. That was randomly some rumor going around. So I'm not worried yeah. about it, but it was through the media. Someone asked him a question. He answered honestly. Yeah. 10 minutes before he asked Steph. So it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I've never seen Steph surprised by a question before, oh. <laughs> especially one that kind of embarrassed him. Right. It was throwing him under the, throwing the players under the bus essentially. Right. So, but yeah, hopefully all-star game cleans it up. Yeah. Not too worried. I, I have a question though about the Warriors real quick though. Yeah. yeah. Um, dude. Hey, are you, Genuinely, we have a, such a small sample size of the Cavs right now. After that, after that huge blockbuster trade, which by the way we'll get to a little bit later, but are you concerned at all at this point about the Cavs or and or the Rockets at this point? Because the Rockets, by the way, are right behind the the Warriors at this point in the season. I know we still have like a little yeah. over twenty games left in, in everything else in the regular season, but actually tied. 44 and 13. And they're in the tiebreaker. Yeah. And right now the Warriors, you said are down 20. I don't even know what the score is right now, but um, yeah, they're down. Yeah. They're down eight. They're coming. They're coming. Back. Okay. It's not the they, third quarter. Yet. It's the Warriors. They, they come back easily. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are you concerned at all about your chances a little bit with getting out of the, getting out of the Western conference for starters, but then also facing the Cavs? I mean, be, be, be serious, Ben. Like, are, do you feel nervous at all? Or are you just like, <laughs> no, nah, we're good. Yes. No, I'll say, I, <laughs> I like that you're saying be be serious because be serious immediately I wanted I wanted to say like no dude we're fine like I'm not worried at all they're gonna turn the you know put on the the Jets and just play and we'll be fine but no I'm definitely a little worried well I think with with Paul Harden and Capella playing they're 26 and one this year mm-hmm. so that's that's pretty impressive I mean I would take our big three over their big three but still they have so much shooting mm-hmm. that it is impressive the thing that I know will be different in the playoffs is the the Warriors defense. That's the thing that's going to step it up. 
They have the defensive reigning defensive player of the year. KD's making KD will probably be on the all defensive team. Uh, and so they, they can play defense. They just haven't been consistent with that. And I think that's just the kind of like cruise control. We're number one team. We don't have to have the number one seat to make it to the finals kind of thing. Uh, right. We don't want to tire like to, uh, 2016 where they just were exhausted. Steph got injured twice in the playoffs and they just kind of ran out of gas. Unfortunately, that was in the second half of the NBA finals when they finally ran out of gas, but they don't want to do that again. So when no. they won 73 games. So uh, yes, a little worried, but I think I'm still confident that they're the better team. Well, I see you're very measured and unbalanced and well thought out um, take, <laughs> and I'm going to raise you. Was that um, a biased take? Was that did that seem extremely biased? No, I'm saying it was very measured and unbiased. Oh, I thought you were making saying. fun of me. Okay. okay. No, 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 no. I'm going to no, no. <laughs> okay. I'm about to make fun of myself. So cool, cool. I see that, and I'm going to raise you um, an ugly hot take because like Do it. this. Do it. We haven't talked since like all this like LeBron to the Warriors has been going. Lou on. Williams MVP. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, <laughs> we'll get to him in a minute. Um, but no, no, no. Like I feel I realized I I want to start every time I start to love this team, the fan base pisses me off because like they when LeBron was coming and they started talking all the or they said LeBron might come and started talking all this crap like he has to like earn his way onto the team. Like you guys have become like ugly Yankee fans. I hope you know that. Like, you know what I mean, like, what type of like haughty fan base would oh, come when, out when there? Le- wait, when the rumor was that LeBron would meet with the Warriors in yeah, 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 and like uh, he had to like show him his resume. I think it, it's. Yeah, I think that was completely joking. No, I know. It was no, such no, a no, like, story. Yeah, I, the yeah, the exactly, bigger deal yeah. is part of it is yes, we don't want to mess up the whatever relation the chemistry of the Warriors even sure. by adding the greatest player like they're not going to say no if LeBron wants to be a Warrior that's it'd be mm-hmm. weird to say no to that I don't know why sure. you would yeah, yeah. Uh, but also the fact that like they, there is a rivalry there obviously that they've no teams have ever met three times straight in NBA Finals and so it's tough to go from like hating a player like it, you know competitively hating a player like playing against them all the time to being like oh yeah we want them on our team like when we were playing against KD in the Western Conference Finals in 2015 16 Mm-hmm. There was no part of me is like, oh, but what if he was a warrior? Then I'd like him. Like yeah, we're yeah, playing yeah, against yeah, him for a while, you know. And if yeah, if they yeah. played against each other every series for three years, I think I would have been much more torn about him becoming a warrior. Sure, sure. I just remember just, I was just very angry and upset, and I really That's if, fair. He ever, if he goes, I'd be, I would also be further upset because I love that LeBron would be and so he weird, dude. I would just be mad because the same reason I was mad when Durant went over. I'm just I, I'm gonna try not to be a hypocrite. But anyway, I wanted to touch on that for a second. So the, I think the weirder, <laughs> well, not the weirder thing, but another weird thing is everyone keeps going east to west. What is that about? The east, the Eastern Conference, at least we thought, was getting worse and worse. Apparently, the Raptors and Celtics are just dominating. But uh, the Raptors think, are the quietest, the quietest store in the NBA right now. By the way, dude, for they're sure. so good. They're scary good. I think the the Celtics lost tonight. Did they? Uh, they lost to some they, team. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> they, Maybe the team we should talk to... about next. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, uh, let's talk. Well, here's the thing. I, I was actually hoping you guys can help me with this because I've been watching a lot of the Olympics and I've been really into. The, has anything happened with the Clippers in the last couple weeks? They have the same roster, right? Like nothing's changed because I've just been really Sean White. <laughs> oh, they, oh, they lost Chris Paul this off season. I don't know if you missed that. Oh, that's right. Oh, well, I, okay. I heard yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I just, Luke like, Williams has been playing really well. I hear. Um, allegedly, yeah, no. So I mean, I guess I've been really into. I mean, I don't know if you guys know, but couples figure skating was on uh, last week. Um, I actually that's no, the last only night. thing I've watched. Actually, okay, I'm not, that is actually not a joke. I'll watch any Olympics. I love it. Curling. Laura, <laughs> anytime and I, someone can flip another person, yeah, flipping someone else with knives on your feet, I'm in. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, I mean, like, we're, why not? Sign me up. Sign me up. But uh, yeah, no, in yeah. all seriousness, um, the uh, Clippers. Um, I, uh, I think made some really interesting moves. Um, of course, the number one thing everyone's talking about is uh, Blake Griffin going over to uh, the Pistons. And um, I love 
love, love, love Blake Griffin. I still love Blake Griffin. He's exciting to watch. I mean, he's by far not like, I would say if I'm being, you know, honest, I mean, I think he's overrated sometimes, but in terms of just like, he's a fun player to watch when I turn, I, my team's never going to win um, or they're not going to win anytime soon. Um, and so I want to at least be entertained when I'm there. And he was, he's the exact guy that did that for a while. He was a clipper. Um, I liked him when he was here and I'm still going to root for him uh, when he went to, now he's at the Pistons. Um, I initially was upset, um, but the package that they got for him, I think was pretty great. Um, so uh, the Clippers sent over him, Willie Reed to Bryce Johnson over to the Pistons. And in exchange, we got uh, Avery Bradley, Tobias Harris, uh, and Bobin is coming over. And uh, we got a first round draft pick, <laughs> first round draft pick and a second round draft pick. Um, and that uh, first round draft pick is a top four solid. protected. Yeah. I mean, wow. that's Jerry West. That's Jerry West, man. I mean, it's just yeah. like, I, I trust him. Anything he does, I trust. Um, and they also, from what I heard today, were trying um, the the Cavs were and uh, um, Clippers were really really close to getting DeAndre Jordan over there. Um, but I guess like the, the Clippers didn't want Shumpert, according to Wojnarowski. Wow. They didn't want him. Um, I don't know why um, or what what the full package was. But I guess it was like super super close that DJ almost went over there. So I'm glad he's still here. But I have a really strong feeling DJ is going to walk. In the off season, um, I don't want him to, but you never know. I mean, ho- hopefully Jerry West can't, can, doesn't he have a player option for like twenty eight million? Yeah, so hopefully he takes it. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, <laughs> that's but a uh, lot of money, dude. It's a lot of money. I mean, I, I don't know. It's kind of like I don't know. It's one of those things where I don't know if the Clippers will win next year anyway. Um, so maybe yeah, just like have fair. him stay. I mean, but I don't know. I, they're they're five and two since the uh, since the trade. I mean, they, and they've beat some pretty good teams, including tonight when they beat the they beat the Celtics. Um, but they've, you know, like I said, that five and two stretches hasn't been, uh, for horrible teams and, uh, against horrible teams. And, uh, they extended Lou Williams as well. And that was a move I really, really liked. That's a move. I, re- I mean, he's uh, one of the best players we have right now, but I don't know. This team is, this team is still is like, it got better. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that, how, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I, I didn't think that at first, Dude, they got better. like Avery yeah. Bradley <laughs> and Patrick Beverly. I know Beverly's still injured, I think, but them yeah, as yeah. potentially your starting backcourt, that's gotta be the best defensive backcourt. It's like the opposite of the Blazers backcourt. That yeah, exactly. That like pumped me <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, defense is like I don't know. That could be really fun. I just I like it, the idea that like that's the only type of if you can't have what the Warriors have and like just sheer offensive dominance, like go the other way and just like stop the other team from scoring. Like yeah. in a way that in a way that could be really fun. So I, I've talked about the Clippers enough, not only tonight but um this the last few months we've been doing the podcast. So I'm just gonna stop there. Uh, but no, I, I, I'm excited. I think the future is bright as bright as it can be. Um, but I still think it's brighter on the other side of the Staples Center. So how about you? Uh, Take it over, Brian. Has, has anything? Oh, wow, did anything, did anything wow. happen? Did anything happen to the Lakers? Um, same thing. I've just r- really been in the Olympics. So. Nope. I think uh, Luke Walton nope. got ejected tonight. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> That's what you meant. <laughs> kind of a big deal. Uh, actually, <laughs> kind of cool. Coincidentally, uh, not only did Luke Walton get ejected, but so did a certain player by the name of Isaiah Thomas. Um, oh, shocking! Yeah, he he came <laughs> over. He's quickly gone from like the most beloved player to the most hated player in the NBA in the past twelve months. How do you go to hate a player? Just talking all the shit against Kevin Love and all the drama and saying he demands to start in Lakerland and just all the drama that goes along with IT. He demanded to ask to start. His, or he demanded that he was to start told, with LA. His, it, through his agent, told Luke Walton that he had to start. Yeah. Or he wouldn't go to the team. We wouldn't play for him. Either buy out or start. Oh, I, I didn't know about that. And and to and and to defend him, by the way, in Cleveland, I think that pretty much everybody in Cleveland didn't like or doesn't like Kevin Love, which is so odd weird. to me. I don't know why, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, that might be mob mentality more than anything. I don't know why that UCLA. was even happening. He was li- he literally had the flu, <laughs> the flu that's been yeah, killing was, people across the I'm, country, and they're saying that he's not. <laughs> I'm not defending him. I'm just yeah, saying it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. It's yeah. Um. Oh my gosh. I. But yeah. 
okay, so just to just kind of go back here just a minute. So huge trade between the Lakers uh, and the Cavs. The Lakers acquired Isaiah Thomas and Channing Frye and a 2018 first-round draft pick in exchange for giving up Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance. That's it? Um, when I first saw this, I think I, I was hmm. texting yeah, you guys. Wow. I, yeah, know, I thought they gave that's up more it. than that. Uh, I, I, no, I think that when I when I first saw the news, by the way, I was not happy. I was not really? happy. And it took me... No, I was not happy. It took me... Because I'm a Larry Nance guy. And I, you know what? Clarkson, Clarkson is not... Clarkson's not the best. But I would say that, like, in terms of depth, like, those two guys don't hurt your roster. Like, Clarkson and, and Nance... Like they don't have any guy to lead them in the in the starting five. Don't get me wrong, but in terms of depth, they really helped at times. Especially Nance was an energy guy, occasional uh, uh, rim protector. Obviously, got a little energy mostly from his from his dunks and stuff. Not a great scorer, but he was a good offensive rebounder. Um, he just did little things that kind of helped your team, like in a spirit sort of sense. Jordan Clarkson was a very streaky offensive player. Right now, like in only what two games that he's played with the Cavs, like he's already kind of gone off. I think that's more because, you know, when you have weapons like the Cavs have now, all of a sudden, like, you're going to get more wide-open shots, and you're going to become a heat-check kind of guy. So he's perfect for them right now. But, um, you know, I, I the jury's out on this one because clearly the, the, the reason why they made this trade is to clear cap space. They, after yeah. doing this, they're going to clear somewhere around $70 million in cap space. And that, and that includes a couple of decisions coming up in the offseason, too, because they need to make a decision on. Well, first of all, they're probably going to buy out Will Dang, who, by the way, he makes the most money on the Lakers roster right now. He's going to make 18 million in 2019 and 18 million in 2020. Luol wow. Dang. Yes, Luol Dang. Yeah, I didn't even know he's on the, wow. the Lakers roster anymore, but he's like by far the highest paid player on the team. That's um, awesome. So they're going to buy him out. I knew he's like an albatross. I knew they've been trying to trade him for the past two years and haven't. Oh, been able no to. one's going to take him. It's not going. No one's going to take no. that. He's contract. so overpaid. And he's injured all the time. Exactly. Well, that's exactly why too is that he's he's always hurt and he's not going to give you much even if he was healthy. So yeah. for eighteen million a year, no, he's not. That's no. not going to do no, anything. No, 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 no. Um, not when Lou Williams just got eight million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, they got to make a decision on Julius Randle. I personally think that, that it's a no-brainer that they will re-sign him. Um, but you never know what could happen, um, especially maybe if he gets hurt, maybe if he has a really huge slump in the last 20, 23 games of the season here. Um, they have to make a decision on that. They still have decisions on Corey Brewer, Brooke Lopez, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. None of the three would I be heartbroken by if they if they left, by the way. So they have like it's just one of those one of those things where the Lakers actually lately and since January fifth have won a, won quite a few games. I think they went like twelve and four since January fifth, and then the trade happened, and all of a sudden they can't defend anybody, and they've given up one hundred and thirty and one hundred and thirty nine points respectively in the last two games since the trade. And so defensively they have a long ways to go, um, but I think that partially they're trying to get maybe a better draft pick out of this as well because. You know, you got to tank a little bit, I guess. Now, even though there's like eight teams going for a tank right now, yeah. so they have there's there's so many different things to think about with this with this organization because they just got rid of these two guys. One of them was kind of a roster dump, or it was a, a salary cap dump, and they still have to do a buyout at the end of the offseason, and then they have to just make decisions like crazy, and that includes with maybe an elite player or two coming into their roster because they have so much max um, contract space, so. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. This is this is a wild, wild year for the Lakers. So they've only played one game together, but what do we think? And this is moving off the West Coast, I guess. From Kobe's team, you know, going to the Kobe's other team, 
Kobe Altman. Oh, oh. What do, do we think that the Cavs, I mean, they added George Hill, backup point guard, Rodney Hill. Rodney Hood. Jordan yeah. Clarkson, Larry Nance Jr. I think that's it. Those are the main guys. So some more yeah. offense, I guess, and even less defense somehow. I mean, do we think that they significantly got better? I think they definitely didn't get worse defensively because there wasn't any room to get worse defensively for starters. They were Fair just point. one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Yeah, like you said, I, I think we said this earlier too. There's such a small sample size when you only have two games yeah, yeah, to yeah. play together, and like you can tell that right now there's kind of this renewed energy going on with the Cavs with this trade. I think that with LeBron especially, by the way, like I think younger. that's something. Yeah. They got younger. They got rid of some of the. I don't think they had like huge locker room problems, but their locker room was not perfect, and they got rid of some of the guys that needed to get rid of. Yeah. Um. When you get rid of it, maybe for example, if he's talking that much mess about Kevin Love, but also um, getting rid of Derrick Rose and guys, Channing yeah. Fry, who's old, and like like all these different guys that you need to get rid of. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. I, Dwayne Wade. I'm sure wasn't causing as many problems or anything, but like it's one less huge ego in the room that's going to demand the ball. So you now have. A guy like a guy like Rodney Hood, a guy like Jordan Clarkson, a guy like Larry Nance and George Hill, guys who are kind of like they lately have been on a lot of losing squads, yeah, and yeah. they're ready to to win with LeBron. And um, I think that especially George Hill would fall into that category for sure. Um, but like, yeah, I, I think that yeah, it's such a small sample size that the jury's still out on that because right now I feel like they're riding on emotion as opposed to riding on pure solid basketball play, which is why I'm also kind of like waiting on the Lakers right now too because they've been awful the first two games after the trade um but i think that they don't mind that at the same time so there's just a lot is going on right now with all the trading yeah all right any more basketball stuff any questions for the lakers or anything not of the lakers just like overall it was a really exciting trade deadline you know what i mean like it's just kind of cool because i don't know i feel like last few years it hasn't been yeah and it seemed like it was really boring until like an hour before the deadline yeah 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 i know i'll help rufus Guys, I I will say something really quick. Yeah, there is there's reason to celebrate in the nine one six. Oh, okay. There's cause oh. for celebration in the great land of Sacramento because yeah. the Sacramento Kings have three All Stars this weekend. What? Does it matter that they're what? actually rising stars players? Wow, no, that's irrelevant. Irrelevant on all accounts. Doesn't matter. Doesn't Does matter. Does it matter that De'Aaron Fox was a uh, alternate subbing in for Lonzo Ball? Oh. Doesn't matter either. Does it matter that the Sacramento Kings are 26 games out of the playoffs? Oh. Irrelevant on all accounts. Oh hope, springs, hope springs eternal in Northern California, wow. the great city of Sacramento. And oh, you just give it a few more years, and that, <laughs> that team is going to be a 500 team. <laughs> wow. And that's all I have They're to building- say. That's all I have to say about the Sacramento Kings. They're building towards the future. I love it. Yeah. No, but in all seriousness, they do have three three players in the Rising Stars. They got, uh, like I said, De'Aaron Fox and Buddy and Bogwog. So who knows? They could be decent in a couple of years oh, yeah. if they actually keep those players around. I don't know if that's the saddest thing I've heard today or if it's actually something to congratulate them for. I really have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Hey, they're out there. They're going to have fun on Friday, and then they're going to have fun watching the actual All-Star game on Saturday. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, let's move on to some baseball. <laughs> Something a little happier. Uh, you want to start in the Pacific Northwest with you guys and the Mariners? You want to? Are you tag team in the Mariners this week? What are we doing? Sure. You. Why not? Yeah. So tell me. Tell me all about it. Who they lost? Who they added? <laughs> What's going on? What's what are the most, some of the most intriguing stories going on up north? So the the Mariners picked up first baseman Ryan Healy in the offseason from the Athletics. 
okay. decent first baseman. We've had trouble at first base the past couple of years, both in terms of hitting production and just fielding in general. And he's actually like a first baseman, which was for the Mariners a big deal because the Hubs actually haven't had a real first baseman. And uh, spring training started today, and the news that comes out in the most Mariner fashion ever, ever his status is unknown as he has a lingering hand problem. <laughs> oh, my God. And Sounds like, wow. like a Seattle Mariner already. Perfect. Uh, wow. So they don't know what the prognosis is going to be, if he's going to be available for spring training, for opening day. Like, the Mariners literally, like, they have uh, a guy named Vogelbach that still isn't really quite ready for prime time in terms of being a major league player, but he could sub in. But they don't really have an option. They kind of, like, kind of went on all all in on him. Um, and then the other storyline is the Mariners don't really have a starting rotation either. Their, Jerry DePoto has said at some point during the season they will have a six-man starting rotation. <laughs> of Of who? I guess it's addition by subtraction. It's like, hey, we'll we'll have one <laughs> one number one wow. hit, no, one number one pitcher in James Paxton, and then four or we'll have five, basically f- number four or five pitchers trying to fill up all the rest of the spots. So, is Felix they, not the number one? Ah, uh, so that's I, that is the big storyline right now. It's up yeah. in the air. Of so he's wow. he started opening day basically every year since like. 2006 minus one year in 2008. ERA was four and a half last year. Jeez. Yeah, and he's... James Paxton is a better pitcher than he is. James Paxton is on the rise and is, you know, he is basically the number one pitcher. If the Mariners go to a one-game wild card next year, James Paxton is on the mound. But it was just all this, like, controversy of, like, well, Felix is still on the team. Do they want to, like, not give him the ball on opening day? So they give yeah. it to Paxton because he's kind of earned it. Right. It doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah. somebody's going to pitch the next day, but it's kind of this weird, like, the Mariners have nothing else to talk about, or Mariners fans have nothing else to talk about, but, like, debating whether Felix is done or not, which he probably is because his arm is about to fall off with how many times mm-hmm. he's thrown the ball. And he's only, like, 31, which is really sad. <laughs> yeah. But he's been pitching, pitching for, like, so. 12 years. Wow, yeah, pitching dude, like the drop off is quick, man. When it's especially with good guys like that, it's too bad. Speaking of big guys, Tim Lincecum, he's doing his pitch, <laughs> pitching exhibition uh, tomorrow, February fifteenth. So today, when this drops, I I am all in on bringing big time Timmy Tim home. Oh, bring him home! Put him on the team. I don't. Care. That'd be amazing. It, it would be fun. It would be fun to watch him pitch in Safeco. Yeah, they can't get worse. Cool. I know. Literally, I mean. He can't be much worse than the, some of the guys that we have in the rotation right now. Timmy hasn't pitched in the majors since pot was legal, guys. That's how long it's been. <laughs> <laughs> Let Timmy smoke. Let Timmy what smoke. were you saying, Chad? I was gonna say it would be crazy if he if he was a Mariner, an Angel, and a Giant. Like that'd be kind of interesting. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> the official <laughs> baseball player of West Coast bias. Yes, yeah. I, oh guys, I would buy a jersey so fast. I'd be first I'd, in line to buy, buy a Lincecum Seattle Mariners jersey made Same. out of hemp. Same. So, <laughs> I uh, I entered like a contest to win like the Angels, like when he was on the Angels, and then I would like lost it. And then by the time I was like, oh, okay, next game I'll go to, I'll buy it. He was already off the roster, and there were no, there weren't any. In the- <laughs> I was so mad, I missed my window. Wow. <laughs> I could have got one. <laughs> anyway, that's crazy. I, I put him in the third spot. 
I'd, he'd, he'd be our, he'd be my number three pitcher on the Mariners right now. Easily, he's trying yeah, out for twelve. He's trying out for twelve teams right now, so I, I have to imagine the Mariners are one of those twelve. Oh, and sure. I mean, like he's he's staying West. Coast. I wonder if he would. Yeah, I wonder if he would pitch. I'm sorry, out of the bullpen too, because I mean, he he did well in yeah. the World Series. Yeah. Out of the bullpen, so. Mm-hmm. So the yeah, only, like the only I wish thing that's that, what the Angels did with him. In all seriousness, the only reason why I would see that like happening, and forgive my crassness here, but like Jerry Depoto has a massive hard on for pitchers right now. Like he's like slimming down right. his positional players so that he can have an expanded roster of pitchers and relievers. Like he wants to have a six man rotation and he wants to have the largest bullpen you could possibly imagine. So basically what he's doing is he's he's hoping for very healthy uh, posi- field players, position players, and then he's going to be loaded at the position at the pitching position because, like, they actually have some decent pieces in in the field, but and they have really no one consistent in the bullpen or in the starting rotation. So, like, that his, seems ballsy to me. His mind, his mindset is, I'm not going to get a five one pitcher. I'll just get five one win pitchers, and it'll yeah. just totally add up. Nice. Yeah, the new money ball. Yeah, it's the new money ball. Volume. It's just volume. Yep. <laughs> I it's mean, one of those things. It's, uh, go ahead, Brad. I, I was just going to I don't want to cut off your point there, Chad, but like, I was just going to say real quick, not to like belabor talking about the Mariners for hours and hours here, but like, those two stories are, are big. But also, like, going into the spring training, I think that it's going to be interesting to see what happens with relievers because, like, the, the new latest fad right now, and Chad, you can kind of correct me on this if I'm wrong. The, the latest fad right now in baseball is to have like like stockpile middle relievers and and um, closers, and that way you're not having your starters go quite as long. You get basically yeah. through like you know go through your lineup two times, and then you can go ahead and bring in your relievers after that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so teams are starting to have like really dynamic relievers after their starters, and so it'll be interesting to see how that works with like like Sean said, Depoto trying to get all these um, different guys uh, on the on the mound. Like what's gonna? How's that gonna work in in spring training when you're like experimenting like crazy, trying to trim down your your roster, all that? So we'll see. That's kind of like another storyline that's not being talked about. Yeah, you know, the concept uh, of the the 200 inning pitcher is like dying. Like yeah, it's going yeah. to like mm-hmm. there's fewer yeah. and fewer Actually, 200 inning pitchers right now coming like in the league. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say Jeff Samarja led the majors in innings pitched last year. I think it was 206, 208, something like that. And wow. it's the lowest amount that the the highest player has gotten in like 30 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a stat that I'm remembering, not reading, if you can tell. <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot of experimenting going on too. in uh, in the lower ball, um, lower class uh, baseball that they're really trying out. I think there there's, um, and there's even some like independent leagues that are start that are doing, um, instead of having starters, um, you have openers that will only open like one or two innings. And then you'll have like a middle reliever that will like do like five innings. Yeah. And it's basically because, like, if, if you have a guy that is basically, like, imagine a closer, a guy that just, like, cr- throws heat. Don't you want that guy to face, like, the lineup in the first couple innings and just, like, just, you know, wreck them? And But he only pitches two innings. Interesting. And then, yeah, and so they're they're experimenting a lot with that. Um, like you're saying, they're just basically getting all these, like, long you know, just relievers. a bunch of closers. Stop yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. Yeah, and it's most, it's it's really, it's kind of, it's just fascinating. So, like, we mock, I actually applaud Jerry Dapoto for doing something because, I mean, he'll be the first one through the wall, um, and if it works, you know, he's going to be a genius. If not, he's just going to be, you know, unemployed. Potter, but unemployed. Just, yeah, 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 another Mariners general manager. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but it's I, I just think it's really interesting because we've seen, you know, the ball is really good. I mean, offense is uh, going up, you know, and we've been seeing, which is really exciting. But now we have to um, experiment with like leveling that out again, you know. And we just got out of a pitcher era, and I think they're panicking. But by doing that, 
you never know. We're going to see some interesting stuff. I would love to see like an opener. Or, the Angels started to do this, but they weren't brave enough to go forward with it where there was, um, we were really injured. So we basically had like a bullpen day. So you had four uh, starting pitchers. And then the fifth day was just like bullpen guys. And then, like people would just, uh, pitchers would just pitch one or two innings each. And that was, I mean, yeah, that was kind of interesting. You know, it was just like a fun dynamic. I think what I liked about it is it seemed like um, the pitching staff was more of a team, you know, and made it really exciting. Like, you know, oh, this the pitching staff is like, you know, like a, you know, one unit and you got to know all these guys and they were really like kind of pumping each other up, you know, like in the bullpen and like, just getting excited. Like this is the bullpen day. Like we own this day. That was just kind of cool. You know, I think it's interesting, but I, they really didn't want to do that because I don't know in baseball, you see it a lot. Like people are really afraid to break with tradition. So mm-hmm. it's too bad, which is too bad. So, um, no, I think they should do it more. So it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see whose experiment, you know, succeeds. So if Jerry DePoto does it, great. That'd be kind of cool, but we'll see. Yeah. Hey Ben, <laughs> speaking of Jeff Smarja, what's going on with the Giants? Oh, so much, man. I'm hoping that they're going to win more than what did they win last year, like 60, 12, 12 games, whatever it was. <laughs> it was bad, man. But yeah, so they they basically doubled down on their current roster. They didn't lose much, but they added a couple of free agents. We all know, obviously, uh, Evan Longoria, uh, Andrew McCutcheon, and then Austin Jackson were the kind of the the big sexy ones they signed. Uh, they lost Kane and not a lot else as far as like normal rotation and everyday players. Uh, and their their lineup. Got a lot older, right? In fact, I looked it up. The three <laughs> oldest teams in the league, Mariners, Angels, Giants. Yep. Nice. <laughs> so that's rough. But but that's the thing, right? They're they're here to win. Right now, the roster is much better than their 2012 and 2014 rosters. If you're just going by raw stats and averages, that they're not, they're not building for the future. They're building for this year and maybe next year, basically. I mean, they're not here to win five years from now. Uh, which is rough, and it's going to be, you know, I thought last year was kind of the start of the rebuild, but they're doubling down on what they have. Uh, apparently, uh, I think on April 20th will be the last day that I think Brandon Crawford turns 30, and they'll only have one everyday player who is under the age of 30. Nice. So that's fun. Oh, so on 420? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that's good. So it's going to be, it'll be a rough roster in three years, but, you know, this year, next year, you know, they, they could do amazing things. A lot of former All-Stars on this team. Uh, we'll see what they can do. But if they hit their averages, they'll be contending for uh, at least wild card spot, maybe the divisional title, depending on what the Dodgers do, which it seems like they always sign like five all-stars right before the... Actually, no, they do it <laughs> after the trade deadline sometimes for some reason. Yeah. Uh, anyway. In that weird window. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They do it like August uh, like August 30th. They'll have like... Anyway, I'm done. Um, so I think like a lot of teams, their starting lineup is going to come down to the four or five spots. Right, a lot of people know they're number one and two. They have a, a solid idea who their three, maybe four, is going to be, and it's that last spot that is going to define mm. that last kind of ten percent of the the wins for the season. That's going to get them in or out of the playoff spot. So it's down to Chris Stratton or Ty Block, just two unproven guys. We don't really. They've looked good in a few spot, not spot starts, but spots uh, rel- uh, uh, relief assignments here and there. But a lot to prove. Melanson had a terrible year last year, and so I'm hoping he rebounds again. Kind of as Crook and Kipe call it, uh, hope they get back to the back of their baseball card or hit their hit the average of the back of their baseball card. Right. I already said it. Basically, like mm-hmm. last year was an anomaly. He had a bad year. He will get back to who he was, unless it's an injury related or an age related, which doesn't seem like it is for him. So, uh, Pablo, they brought back Pablo to spring training. It's still weird that he's a giant again. It freaks me out, uh, especially because they got Longo at third now. Uh, but he'll be coming off the bench if he makes the team. I'm betting he'll probably spend most of the season in Sacramento, though. We'll see. Uh, Bakersfield North. Sorry, Margie. Uh, but yeah, the <laughs> they're yeah. I, 
the home opener, by the way, is against the Mariners. Found out today, which is pretty sweet. Probably not going to go. I know. Nice. Inter- interleague play in April. It's still weird to me. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this year. I'm a little scared for like two years from now. But let's go 2018. It's an even year. Let's do this. <laughs> I know, man. I mean, I think they're going to be a pesky team, and they'll be like a team that like people will, you know, they won't be like what they were last year. But the people, I think, they'll be teams that are afraid to play them. You know what I mean? Especially in the West. So I think they'll be that team that like. You know, that'll break up winning streaks and will be really interesting to watch. And I just, I love Evan Longoria and I love Andrew McCutcheon. And the fact that they're both like on the Giants in in the Bay Area right now, like really pumps me up. So that, that, I think that'll be more fun to watch, right? Yeah, true, true, true. Mm-hmm. How about them Angels? Uh, Yeah, I'm really, really excited. I actually just found out um, I'm going to go watch them play. And I'm going to see the Giants play uh, spring training this year. So I'll oh, report nice. there. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I have a, yeah. So it'll be really cool. Uh, a buddy of mine said, hey, you know, do you want to go? I said, I don't think I can make it this year. He's like, oh, I'm not really giving you a choice. So, OK, cool. So we're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I'm, but, um, so I'm really excited to see the Angels in person this year because um, they have a lot of really young players. They went from having a really horrible farm system. They, they'd been consistently 29 or 30 um among all 30 teams the last like six years um in terms of their ranking in their farm system and they went basically from 29 to 15 um in one season um and that is all due to our um our gm uh who's doing a great job over there um and uh yeah i know it's gonna be really interesting like, it's funny because a lot of eyes are um on shohei otani who's coming in um yeah so the, the, literally the, all they, when, eyes big news yeah yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah, huge news. Uh, so typically, um, the first day when pitchers and catchers report, the Angels usually have four or five reporters there on the first day. Uh, three of them are from the local, you know, like L.A. market. And um, this year they had 55 um, the first day. Wow. Um, and, um, yeah, and a, a good 20 of those were um, from uh, the Japanese market. So um, nice. that's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's really good. That's really great for attendance. It's a, That's why I think it was a good move. This guy might not be what he is supposed to be, but I mean, they're going to fill out seats this year. Um, and that's, that's exciting. It's just good to have people um, in the stadium. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's going to be, I'm, I'm so excited to see what they do. Uh, we're talking about um, experimental pitching earlier. Um, I mean, the angels are going to go to a six man rotation as well. The only difference is they have pitchers to do that. Um, yeah. I say that now and watch, we'll talk <laughs> here at the all-star break and they're all going to be, you know, in a hospital somewhere injured on the IR or something. We'll see. Um, but no, I'm just, it's just going to be really crazy to see a guy that's going to be, that could pitch and can hit. And not only, can pitch and hit, but pitch and hit well, you know what I mean? And so, I mean, I'm just really interested to see how that goes. Um, and of course, you know, they re-signed uh, Justin Upton um, that, to open up their um, spending in the offseason. And then they got Zach Cozart and Ian Kinsler. So um, our infield is amazing. Our defense is really amazing overall. So I'm I'm just like, yeah. And like I said, to see some of these young guys come up, there's a guy named Jemai Jones, um, who's one of our top prospects, and they just call him Jam Jones or Jam for short. And uh yeah, he's supposed to be really exciting, but he's in the outfield, and our outfield is pretty crowded. Um, so I'm not really sure. I don't know. It's one of those things where um, hopefully maybe we can make some moves. I don't know. Um, but uh, I have no, you know, illusions um, or delusions. I guess that uh, that we're going to beat the um, the Astros um, for the West. Um, but I think it's not out of the uh, range of possibilities that they make the wild card and hopefully win their first playoff game in like eight years. Yeah, I mean it's been a Ugh. long time. It's been a long time. Mike Trout has never yeah, won an so All-Star. Long. Never. So God, long yeah, for the yeah. Angels. That sounds Ugh. horrible. Yeah, yeah, they failed to reach the playoffs seven in the last eight eight seasons, and then that one season they got swept by the Royals. So Mike Trout has never won an All-Star. Or, sorry, won a playoff game. Um, so yeah, that's not great. Um, but yeah, man, we'll see. I mean, like it's just crazy. Our top three pitchers: Garrett Richard, uh, Matt Shoemaker, and Tyler Skaggs. Um, they all combined for uh, 36 starts last year, um, and that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, they're just they're injury plagued, man. I mean, you look at their lineup, and they should be this team should be one of the best teams 
you know, in the American League. But uh, you got to be healthy. So we'll see. I'm just I'm excited. Albert Pulse allegedly is in the best shape of his life. But if I had a dollar for every time I heard you know, that, <laughs> you know, I would have as much money as Albert Pulse. So yes. anyway, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pumped, guys. It'll be it'll be fun. And uh, I also want to say, too, for anyone else listening, I, I we plan on covering the other teams as well. Um, like I said, I'll do some research on uh, some of the teams that we don't typically cover here just because I love baseball that much. So, we'll talk yeah, we'll do big preseason previews like the week before opening day for sure. This is just yeah. kind of checking in. Totally. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. want to say real quick, like in the span of like two weeks, the Angels went from like a 500 team to a, a wild card team by by picking up Cozart and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Kinsler between Kinsler, Trout, Upton, Cozart, like they have... Otani, and potentially however good Otani's going to be. Well, between those four players that I mentioned, those four players were in like the top twenty of WAR in the league alone, yeah. like in the entire MLB in the last like two years. And whoever you know, however good Otani's going to be, like they just got they just got loaded by those two pickups. Like that just bumped yeah. them up to probably above an eighty-five to a ninety team, ninety win team, which is just crazy. Yeah, I mean, their top seven, like if their lineup would probably go Kinsler, Trout, Upton, Pulos, Calhoun, Cozart, Andleton, Simmons, who had the best like all, um, offensive year um, last year. Like, that's crazy. That's their top seven. So yeah. who cares if you plug Otani in there? Otani could just be okay. And then that's pretty right. good. So. Here's, this is Roto Champs project, projections for their lineup. Uh, and and so Kinsler projected for 20 home runs. Mike Trout projected 37 home runs. Justin Upton projected 32 home runs. Albert Pujols projected 26 home runs. And Cole Calhoun projected 19 home runs. That's their start at their first five hitters. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm very, I'm so excited. But, you know, what happens when you get excited? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the AOS is going to be crazy. Yeah, it'll be fun. It's going to be fun, man. That's for sure. So I'm pumped. All right, moving on. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, so I think all we have left is big board bets, guys. So let's look at the let's look at the uh, the leaderboard. Chad is in first place with twenty three hundred points. Wow, I'm five hundred points Ooh. behind. Uh, Brent's right behind me, two hundred points behind me, less than two hundred points behind me, and Sean is sitting at a thousand. So we're all doing pretty good. We still have Broken. what two and a half months left. We're going to do this four months at a time, so two and a half months left. So plenty of time to come back. Uh, and I'm going to lead off the bets this week. I'm going to say so the All Star Games this weekend. Clay Thompson is going to his fourth three-point contest. I believe he's won one. Brent, did he win two or just one? He's only won it one time. I'm going to say that he wins this one and then hangs up. So the hanging up part isn't part of my bet. The bet is that he wins the three-point contest this weekend. You're saying that one of the five best shooters ever will win the three-point contest. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Bradley Beal's going to win it. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Clay's going to win it. I got contest odds. Clay Thompson's currently two to one to win it. Which is number is wow, top. wow. That'd be nice. Two hundred points. I'll yeah. I'm gonna go conservative and say like two fifty, just because right. he's favored to win it. He is good at sports. He's good. At sports. Uh, it's a it's a deep field though. I'll say three hundred. Two fifty points. All right. Who's up next? I will go. I got one. Um, also hard to quantify. I don't even know if there's gonna be uh, bets on this one. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Uh, Two of my favorite things. Um, I, mean, I already mentioned them already, but I'm going to go with um, nationalism and hockey. So we're going to be oh, talking. <laughs> yeah, so I will be making a bet on the um, USA women's hockey team to win the gold medal. That's right. They are they are going Ooh. to go all the way. They, they, so they've already um, 
they've um, I'm pretty sure they've already secured advancement into at least the semifinal. So they beat uh, Finland three to one, and they beat the Olympic athletes from Russia five to nothing. And I love that. I just like it's <laughs> very very similar to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim kind of thing. And nice. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, they beat they beat them five to nothing. And currently, right now, they are um, losing to Canada two to one. But I think they already won two in the first round, so they're guaranteed at least. Um, uh, at least to get into the next round. Um, and then they will play for hopefully the gold um, next Wednesday. So probably right around the time we're recording this. Um, I, uh, I don't have odds, but all I know is like them and Canada are the top two teams. I know sure, that so. they are actually it's pretty hard to do in a tournament. Uh, they were 120 favorites to win. So bet 120 win 100 uh, over everyone else. So mm, to, yep. to win. Canada was even odds. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I just want—I really just want them to win, and uh, I really wanted to make an Olympic bet. So, even if it was a not a good one yeah. to do, so yeah. there you go, guys. Dude. That's my bet. I give you two hundred. We both bet for the favorites. Cool. That's pretty even, right? We're going each other two hundred. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I gave you two. You gave me two. Uh, three hundred. Say two fifty, please. Say two fifty. Is it is it cliche that I was gonna say two fifty before I said three hundred? So two fifty it is. <laughs> okay. All right, Sean, what do you got? Gosh, there's just not a lot of sports going on just between there's not a lot of sports and Olympics. Yeah, if you want to bet on the All Star game, bet on the over. By the way, I could bet I could bet on the Lakers Timberwolves game tomorrow. I'm already doing that. Don't <laughs> do, do that. <laughs> <laughs> bet on the opposite of whatever Brent says. Or golf. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Brent, why don't you go? Because I'm still figuring out mine. Uh, mine's simple and maybe a little stupid. But um, the, <laughs> the Lakers are playing at <laughs> Minnesota uh, tomorrow at 6 o'clock. They are 10-point um, underdogs. I say they cover. Lose by less than 10. Mm-hmm. Or win. No, they'll just win. <laughs> but I'm, oh, taking, I'm you... taking the spread, though. I'm taking the spread. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll give you 300. Since the game starts at six, I'll oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> oh my gosh! If that was a seven o'clock game, though, man, you'd be getting hundred points for me. <laughs> Three twenty-five. Wow. Three twenty-five. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. All right, Sean, what you got? Give me some uh, some crazy prop bets for the All Star game. Yes, Steph Curry will hit at least five three pointers mm. in the All Star game. Hmm? Is that a lot? Wow. I don't know much about basketball. I mean, he averaged five two seasons ago, and it was that's when he set the record for the most three. I mean, that's one of the many years he set the record for most three point. But it's the only time anyone has okay. ever hit four hundred threes in a season, so that's a lot. Four. We'll, we'll say four. I'll put it at four. Okay. He'll hit four or more. It's so. it's also the All Star game, so he's just going right, to fly. True. That's all. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. they're going to let him. Yeah, that's true. Four or more. Mm-hmm. Just a crazy prop bet. I'm going to go low, man. I think that he's going to hit at least four. Uh, uh, yeah, one fifty. 250 for 150. me, 150 for Brent. Okay, so you cut out right when you said your bet, so I didn't. I just Steph, what, Steph's going to hit four or more threes in the All Star game. Oh yeah, he'll do more than that, but that's a fun one, at least. Uh, it's, it's the only reason I will watch the All Star game now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say 250. I think he'll do it. I think he'll do that in the first quarter. Uh, so 217 points. Ben, did you cool. just say that you're not going to watch the All-Star game when for the second straight year you have four players on the roster? I've watched the All-Star game like three times in my life, dude. Oh, my God. 
Oh, I, I don't like I, the All-Star I don't know game. how to talk to you. That's like the most I don't privileged like the All-Star thing I've ever heard. Yeah, we've got four guys on it, but whatever. We didn't have an All-Star for 22 years, and I didn't watch it. I just don't like the All-Star game. Yeah, because there's nothing like- to watch when you have nobody on the roster. Now you have four for two straight years. <laughs> there's, I don't, I like, it's like, no defense. It's just kind of them throwing it up. It's Russell Westbrook being the, just scowling, even though he's with his best friends. You're right. It's yeah. just kind of annoying to me. Yeah. I, right. I like all. The, I like the night before. It's similar to like the I hockey like, game. Like I yeah. like the skill stuff and the dunk stuff and all that. Yeah. The Rising Stars, the Sacramento Kings game. Gotta watch <laughs> the Rising Stars. It used to be the only reason. That, that's actually the only game I used to watch because that was the only way Warriors would go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Antoine Jameson, man, that Rising Star game in uh, 2001 or whatever that was. Oof. Jason Richardson in that dunk contest in 2000. Woo. Anyway, so. <laughs> Good times. Good time. <laughs> That's all we have for you this week. Uh, you can, uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at westcoastbias at gmail.com. Check out our website, see what we're up to at westcoastbiaspod.com. And the last thing we have for you, as always, is a classic walk off. This week brought to you by Mr. Brent Peterson. What do you got for us? All right. So, look, I'm sponsoring it now. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I'm not paying you, you guys at all. I'll sponsor, yep. but I'm not paying. 50 bucks a um, word. Here we go. <laughs> do you guys want to do a little <laughs> trivia? Yeah. Yes. Let's do it. Uh, okay, so the top 10, you know, the NBA All-Star game is coming up soon. We're in the thick of the NBA season right now that the football's over. The three-point contest is coming up. The top 10 most made three-pointers in a career uh, list, six people are current players. Six of the, of the 10 best three-point shooters ever are still currently playing in the NBA. Can you guys name them? Best. Got Steph, yeah. Mark Price. Play? Mark Price. <laughs> uh, uh, Vince Carter. Vince Carter, yes, is two. Clay? Clay is not. Oof. Was Steph number one? Yeah, he just passed Vince a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, he did. Carmelo, he's number, actually, Steph's number seven, but um, he's and he's Melo like still Anthony. young. No. <laughs> Man, I've, I'm actually surprised. I've, it'd be, Kyle Corver. Like, Kyle Corver. Kyle Corver is another one. Good. Uh, one of these is a is a great clipper. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's rough. Um, it hurts because it's true. Wow. Um, Jamal Jamal Crawford. <laughs> oh yeah, Jamal Crawford. Yes, Jamal for sure. Crawford. That's the more wonder. right there. You only got two. You only got two left. If if either of you gets. By the okay, I, I don't know if you guys would be cool with this, but like if if any of you, you like if, if all of you took one more guess, and if any of you got it correct, I I say we just give an automatic 100 points to the big board because they're both wanna, like kind of random. K- but they're both on there, Woody. He didn't shoot threes till. Okay, yeah, that's my KD guess. Is not on there. Uh, super random. Who's been in the oh, league forever? Oh, it's Lonzo. Lonzo's there. Lonzo number <laughs> one. It. Lonzo nice. Ball. Lonzo Ball. Perfect. Has been in the league yep, forever. Uh-huh. That's. A lot of D Wade never shot threes. Yeah, it's not. No, you tell me who's who's three. Do you have a guess, Chad? Yeah, you good? Yeah, I don't know. Jason Terry is uh, number three overall. Oh, I didn't know he's still in the league. And this one is just a hundred percent shocking to me. Joe Johnson is number ten. Oh, Joe Johnson yeah, has made more threes three. than J.R. Smith, Dirk Nowitzki, wow. Chauncey Billups, Kobe, Clay Thompson. Just blows my mind. <laughs> wow. Crazy. And he just switched teams again. Is he a king now? Or he was a king and now he's a rocket. No, he's with the Rockets. The Rockets just picked him up. The Kings yeah. bought him out. Yeah. They need more shooting. Jeez, they need more shooting man. on the Rockets. 
That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Is it bad that I'm actually scared of Joe Johnson? He's like 53 years old. He's probably getting his open looks now. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, they have so many shooters true. in that team. It's ridiculous. True. All right, guys. Brilliant. Thanks again. Hopefully, we can all be here again next week. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy All Star Game. Uh, and go Dubs. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs> I'll show you a great clipper, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family podcast. Yeah.